Army Ranger Wyatt Ridge needs is to fall in love when he's about to be deployed again. The last thing nerdy student Kenna Davis expects is to be caught in a whirlwind romance with a stranger. An impromptu summer vacation, one look across the dance floor, a kiss on the beach, that's all it takes for Wyatt and Kenna to know they have found the one. Until Wyatt has to leave, until a bullet changes everything. What if you made the perfect love connection and then you forgot about it? What if you were sure to have found the one, only to end up waiting for a call that never came? She's the part of his soul he didn't know was lost. He's the part of her soul she can't bear to forget. And maybe, just maybe, the very fate that ripped them apart will finally throw them together again. Hot for the Ranger by Ember Flint is a second chance at love, happily ever after guaranteed romance, and now available in Kindle Unlimited. Go grab it, ladies, and we'll see you in just a second. Bye. Hey, lady listeners. Hey, lady hey. DJs. How's it going? Happy Friday. I know, right? You know, every week, I think I'm going to like beat Leah to that, and I forget. <laughs> like, I'm like, Tessa's going to say it, and then I'm going to be like, hey, lady listeners. <laughs> no, every time I forget. And when she says it, I'm like, opportunity <laughs> missed. Beat me to it, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> We're back with more QB Tyler. Fantasy with a Felon. Uh, we're going to play the second half of the audio book in a little while. But before we get there, I want to tell you guys about another book that she has on Kindle Unlimited called My Best Friend's Sister. Mm-hmm. I feel like she really just puts it up in the title. Yes, really she does. She gets, us, she gets <laughs> us there right away. <laughs> yeah. And like, so there, so okay, I'm going to read the blurb. She was his best friend's little sister. He was supposed to watch out for her, not sleep with her, not fall for her mm. for jackson walsh women are easily accessible to him as the yellow as easily accessible to him as the yellow taxis outside of his new york penthouse his days filled with her days filled with growing his thriving business and his nights with countless women he he'd meet while out jackson is only accountable for himself which is how he liked it but when jackson's best friend asks him to watch out over his little sister when she moves to the big city he's faced with the challenge of deciding whether the woman he couldn't have the one you should stay away from was actually the woman for him. Mm. Well, look, there is something about, and I know like most of, I think the three of us generally would say we don't like guys who are kind of like Tom Caddy, yeah, ma- yeah. like man but there is something about like a player going after the best friend's little sister and knowing he shouldn't. It's yeah. so hot. I'll tell you what, there is a book that I always swear by that you're like, Melissa, this is the book that you would never want to read. And it's called, the do-over. Have I ever talked about that? Okay, so in this book, he, the hero, is the biggest man whore, right? Biggest. And some lawyer comes to him. She's like frumpy, oversized clothes, whatever. And she's like, because he's like some big time journalist or whatever he's trying to get. And she actually is a lawyer for a bunch of big people. She's like, I can get you inside stories because I know all kinds mm-hmm. of shit. She's like, I need you to make me sexy. Because I'm in love with your best friend. And I think that if you helped me, and he's a man whore, like the whole time, like at yeah. the beginning, he's still sleeping with all these mm-hmm. chicks. And he's like, I need you to like make me mm-hmm. up to do, be pretty, tell me what to say. And he's like, I don't know. She's like, well, if you want that, 
I can't even remember what he's going for some big yeah. story that makes his makes his career. Then you're gonna help me, and he's like, fine. Like even at their meeting, he's picking up on the waitress. Oh but you're not upset because he's kind of a dick. You're kind of like, yeah. Ugh, not into like it. this. And and so she starts to he starts to train her. And guess who starts falling in love? So it's the do over by M. K. Schiller. Yes. Okay. He starts falling in love, and he's like, starts getting like pissed and he even like she's like she's never had sex either he's like maybe you should (laughs) and he's like and he's like we won't nobody's and he doesn't want to have i think protective sex either like he wants so he's like we're gonna get tested we're gonna do this and she's still this whole time after trying to get his best friend and it is driving him insane and i think the reason and he actually does stop sleeping with women because all i can think about is her but it doesn't bother you so much because she's not even like interested acknowledging yeah, yeah. him. Yeah, she's he's not even there. Well, what point does she At start to fall in love with him? Oh, I love this. Oh, God, it takes her to start sleeping with because she can be very analytic. Yeah. Like the guy she even wants, I don't think is that great of a guy. But she's like, we would technically uh, work okay, in a relationship. Okay. Yeah, this is good. This would fit, and so. It's not till later when they're more like having fun mm-hmm. and laughing and he's a little bit different. But the whole thing is just like, I never got jealous mm-hmm. or upset or like sick to my stomach. It was just endearing to watch the huge playboy. Yeah. Like, she doesn't even notice mm-hmm. me. Okay, so here's, so it's called The Do-Over by M.K. Schiller. It's got like 11,000 um, reviews. Holy shit. Fuck yeah. me. It, I I can't believe that you haven't read it before because when we did, when we used to promote books yeah. all the time, I talked about the book for probably two Oh, wow. Months. No, I don't think I've read it. It's probably on one of my, God, top 20 books of okay, all I'm time. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. I'm going to read it. What's the, can you read the book bio? Do you have it? Yep. All right. Arrogant womanizer Kyle Manchester hates blind dates. However, when his best friend Brad calls in a favor, insisting Kyle take out his girlfriend's sister, Kyle reluctantly agrees. Attorney Lainey Carmichael's appearance is no surprise. She's dowdy, awkward, and dressed in so many layers she resembles a wedding cake, but not in an edible way. Her brazen attitude, though, astonishes him, especially when she explains she has no interest in gorgeous Kyle. Lainey Carmichael is in love with Brad and wants Kyle's assistance in winning his best friend's heart. Kyle gradually accepts, justifying that the mystery of Lainey has sparked his natural thirsty curiosity. As an ambitious journalist, he also can't resist the Pulitzer-worthy scoop she offers him. However, as Lainey sheds more layers, both emotionally and physically, Kyle begins to examine his life choices and his true feelings for this enigmatic girl. With Kyle's support, Lainey begins to unravel the secrets of her past and the deep pain that has quietly defined her life. As they each learn more about themselves and each other, both questions how a relationship built on fraudulent lies between two broken people could ever survive. Mm. Wow, we need some hope at the end of that <laughs> blurb. <Yeah. laughs> but I think it sounds really good. And also people are saying it's funny. Yeah. It is yeah. funny. He's funny. She's funny. The stuff that comes out of her mouth is funny. And Mel should write the blurb way, for just, it instead. <laughs> I know. Some of the stuff that he starts to do is... The underlining sweet things that Mel men forget to yeah. do, you know, knowing she had a bad day and this would cheer yeah, her yeah. up, knowing that you know, sitting down at a table and like, no, she doesn't want that there. Can have that removed? Mm-hmm. Can you? Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Just he starts to fall into this role of 
And now he's not even really aware he's doing it at first. But he just wants to make sure everything is right for her. This reminds me of that movie. um, Oh, God. That movie, is it Best Friends or Friends with Kids? Hold on a second. Okay, so this movie is called... uh, So it's Adam Scott and... um, Friends with Kids. Yeah, that's what it's called. It's Adam Mm -hmm. Scott and Jennifer... uh, Westfelt, who is um, Adam, sorry, it, who is John Hamm's ex-girlfriend, long-term mm-hmm. girlfriend. And it's Adam Scott and, and Jennifer Westfelt and they're best friends. And mm-hmm. um, she, like, they're both dating, they're both with other people. But then he gives this speech at the table and he's like, how can you not understand how amazing she is? And then he goes and he lists all of her qualities mm-hmm. and all these little things that he's noticed about her. Oh my God. But then by that time he's already lost her. You guys have to see this movie, Friends with Kids. I'm telling you, watch it today. Watch it today. It's okay. so romantic and so underrated. It's it's. Uh, God, I forgot about that book. Now I'm gonna have to. Read I know. It. I'm gonna read that too, actually. But like, look at all the people who are in it. It's like basically the entire cast of Bridesmaids. Look, it's it's um, Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, Chris O'Dowd, John Hamm. It's basically the whole uh, yeah, like the whole cast of Bridesmaids is in it. It's really cool. Maybe we should book club that book. Yeah. That's a good idea. Because it's so much older. I've had a ton of people. Because I've had the heart. Because everybody knows what I like to read. Mm -hmm. And it's a little bit outside of what I normally read. So I don't feel like I could. I pitched it well enough to get a bunch of people to buy it. I'm like, come on. No, you have to trust me. It's good. All right. I'm going to read it. No, because it sounds really good. And actually, I'm looking at the reviewers that talked about it on Goodreads. And I trust all of them. And they they gave it five stars. So, all right. I'm in. So, you guys, I'm on TikTok now. Did I tell you that? i seen it. i seen you flipping your pages and ended up on Life of <laughs> Yeah. So, my daughter's been asking for TikTok, and I, the answer is still no. But I told her she could, I would download it on my phone if she was the producer for my TikTok. And she could only look at it with, on my phone, basically, when I'm with her. Here's a good, let me give you a, a tip I figured out, because if I've, how different everybody else's TikToks are. Like I've never seen the, the dancing girls or stuff like that. Be very careful when you hit the like button because that's what's going to show up in your feed. So whenever you like a video, don't like dancing girls. Don't like stuff like you like, like the funny people, the moms, the stuff like that. And that's all that will show up yeah. in your feed. I mean, there's parental settings and stuff, but I don't trust it. I, you know, you can still search for things. So, um, but yeah, she's now my producer uh, for my TikTok channel. Uh, it's kind of fun. It's kind of been like a bonding thing for the two of us, you know? Cause she like, she, I, I can't believe how good she is at the dances. Like she learned them just like watching, like people show clips of it in their, in their YouTube videos or stuff like that. Um, and she's really good at it. And so I, I like it. I wanted to give her that chance to express her creativity, but do it with me sitting next to her. So now we're like TikTok buddies. Did you tell her to put an alarm on it? That's another good tip. <laughs> Isn't that what your daughter said, Mel? Yes. Yeah, so I, she tried to get me to watch a TikTok. She's like, I'm going to send you one. I said, I deleted TikTok. And she's like, why? I was like, because it, like, it's a casino. They don't put a timer at the top. They don't, you're, so it doesn't show the time on your like, phone when you're on the app. So what are you doing? So you can be on there for like, an hour and you're like it's been a- what the hell mm-hmm. so it's such a time sucker for 10 minutes like because yeah. their videos are so quick you think oh i'm just watching a couple of videos but it's like 
all of a sudden an hour has gone by with nothing on there. So Mel was com- saying something about it the other day and her daughter was like, just set an alarm. That's what I do. I was like, that's pretty smart, actually. <laughs> I have a friend who is an author who deleted her social media accounts um, because she started reading about how these apps, they actually do. It's funny that you mentioned casinos because what they they hire people um, who work at casinos to um to create the algorithms for these apps to keep you because you know like there are ways that they, in the casinos they keep you gambling yeah yeah they keep you in there they they suck mm-hmm. the they pump in oxygen mm-hmm. they they release actual scents that are like designed to make you think certain ways like mm-hmm. they they will they will they will do things to let you you know to let you believe your luck is changing or your luck might be different or whatever mm-hmm. and they those are the people that are working on the apps and coming up with ways to keep you on it you know and it's kind of scary right? yeah like, I don't you know it's one of those things too like you know we were my husband and I were actually talking about this the other day you know it, like there's sort of a stigma to to liking television you know I, and I don't know if that's just our generation like growing up that like oh get out in front of the tv like go outside and play like blah blah, blah. like our parents just ingrained in us that loving tv was was not healthy and you know i've just gotten to the point in my life where i'm like i fucking love tv i love to watch movies like my favorite thing in the world is just to sit on the couch and watch tv i love to be entertained in that way i feel like that stigma has faded a lot like yeah it's like you're being shamed no no it's yeah it's like it's gone to social media now and so now it's like you see people that talk about the dangers and, and there are clearly, but it's like the the necessity to watch this all the time, how it's like, how it's shifted, you know, to social media. And so I don't, maybe it's just a generational thing. Like I said, I don't know what, for whatever reason, but I did see that Katie Robert posted something on her Instagram this morning where she keeps up with the amount of time she spends on apps and writing in which book. It was a website. I actually looked it up because I I was like, I was like, that's really smart that she's keeping track. It's called Timular, T-I-M-E-U-L-A-R. And I want to look it up, but I think you keep it on your desktop and it tracks like what document you're in maybe. And then like your downtime in between. So it tells you the amount of time you're actually spending on work and the amount of time you're actually spending on social media. I know you can do that on your phone too. You can see your app usage. And I just think like I was looking and I was like, you know what? Because she was like, oh, it's my first full month. It's interesting to see, you know, what I spend my time on. And I thought, that's such a good accountability to be like, oh, yeah, well, I did my work today. Now I can just sort of like veg out. No big deal. But it's like, how much time did you actually devote to, you know, writing versus Instagram? You know, it's like, okay. so, But, you know, I, I don't... I don't know that there's anything wrong with keeping entertained, especially right now. If something makes you feel good to to watch it and to get lost in it, and if that happens to be TikTok, that's, you know, go for it. I just think like, you know, as a parent, I think you have, you know, different responsibilities to your kids and you can decide what that is. But, uh, you know, fucking zone out on the app for three hours. Who gives a shit? You know, yeah. like do your thing right I now. I haven't, I only open it to create my own videos with Mackenzie, mm-hmm. she's not allowed to watch it. I, I do like, like you said, every parent has their own yeah. set of rules and that's fine. Yeah. Like a bunch of her friends have TikTok, and uh, their mothers are basically saying like, look, she didn't have anybody to talk to for like those six months. And she yeah. needs something to like put her to like, you know, to put her mind in, I guess. I don't know. Like, like let it to like, um, 
No. You know what's Distract funny her. that we're talking about apps is my daughter has been asking for Facebook for a long time. And then for the past like six or seven months, she hasn't asked. And she's about to turn 15. And I was like, you know, you haven't said anything about Facebook. And she said, it's so like forever. Yeah, now. yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I was like, oh, you guys leaving Facebook? Yeah. That's All a sign right. of the time. Well, I don't blame I, mean, <laughs> I really do think, I mean, you know, the fact that it's no longer cool uh, is one thing. But also that means that new people aren't joining. But also, you know, like we're seeing how destructive it is. Like how it can, it can mm-hmm. change uh, like the course of our history. <laughs> well, our you friendships know, with, too. With a couple of, yeah. Relationships with your family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Speaking of that, I have a shirt on today. Hold on. I wanted to talk about, look, it says Feminist Killjoy. And it's like, it's super cute. So the reason I have it is because of Facebook. And I'll tell you why. So I saw this super cute cartoon. And um, it's from Hamilton. And so if you like Hamilton, you know, go watch Disney. It's great. But there is... um, there's a song in it. It's called Rise Up. And the shirt I saw on Facebook had a um, had a cartoon of all the people and all their names underneath it. And it's like kind of like the, um, you know, uh, those little pop figurines that you collect or whatever. It kind of looked like those, like kind of like a cartoonish version of all the people that were on it. So anyways, and, the, and it said Rise Up underneath it. And I loved it. And I was like, oh, my God, that's so cute. I'm going to get it. So I just so happened, and I never really do this, but I clicked on the comments. Hold on. This is the picture of the shirt. You see, like, oh, I don't know if you can cute. see it all the way, but it's cute. Yeah. yeah that's I was cute. like, oh, that's really cute. And I was like, oh, it's only like 10 bucks or something. I was like, I'm going to get it. It's a sweatshirt. So I just happened to click on the comments, and every single comment was, this is stolen. You stole this woman's art. You're, this company, it's like some random, com- like, like, T like t-shirt seller like random website and they stole this woman's artwork that she had posted on her etsy page and they were selling it on facebook uh like as something else and i was just like oh my god i felt so bad for this person like and everybody was linking her etsy and obviously her items were much more expensive when i clicked on her page i mean i think the sweatshirt was like 40 bucks or something but I saw it and I was just like, oh my God, like everybody's calling this out and they still have this ad up. It's still on there right now. I could go on Facebook and find it and see this ad for this woman's stolen art. And so it just, it it really made me upset because I know what that feels like in some way to have like someone, you know, you've worked really hard and you've created something that's your own and it's individual and to see someone mimic that or even steal it is disgusting. So I ended up, I went on her Facebook page, or I went on her Facebook page, she has a page, and then I went to her Etsy shop, because she had it linked on there, and I bought like four or five different things off her Etsy shop, and one of them is this, it's Feminist Killjoy, and um, her um, her actual page is called Feminist Doodles, uh, F-E-M-I-N-I-S-T, Doodles, D-O-O-D-L-A-S, but if you go on there, she has a ton of stuff that has, um, one of the one of the things I love the most, and it says Kamala Harris and also Joe Biden, like in really small letters at the bottom. Because it's called it That's says Kamala amazing. Harris twenty twenty, and then it's like also Joe Biden. But um, <laughs> yeah, but she has like if you're if you're feminist, if you want to support Black Lives Matter, she donates a percentage of her proceeds every month goes to a different.
different charity. And I actually, when I ordered it, I actually ordered the a, a, a hoodie instead of just a crew neck sweatshirt. And I don't really like hoodies, but she has a no return policy right now because of COVID, which I completely understand. So I actually gifted the hoodie to a friend of mine and I bought another sweatshirt and I messaged her because she sent me, she sends you a coupon every time you make an order for 20% off. And I actually emailed her and I said, I know I ordered the wrong thing. It's not your fault. I understand you're not doing returns, but I wanted you to know I bought this because I saw your artwork was stolen and I'm buying more from you too, because I think this is a great cause and it should be supported. So, so check out Feminist Doodles. Aww. She's really awesome and sweet and that's awesome. I just, yeah, I just thought it was really good that people made the comment. I mean, I normally just click a link and buy when I see a shirt like that that I think is funny or I want to get or whatever. And I just so happened to click the comments. And I was like, hey, I'm glad somebody called him out on it. So Put my shirt to shame. Which one? The one I what does it on? say? Woman up. <laughs> I, have... I like that. I don't know if it's up because I don't have a bra <laughs> on, but... <laughs> I can't stop as it's getting right now. Oh God, I know. I just I, I don't even want to talk about not wearing a bra because somebody <laughs> was saying like I've worn a mask more than I've worn a bra in quarantine, and I uh -huh. was like, I was like, yeah, yeah, same. <laughs> so speaking of while we're plugging things, I wanted to say Word Bookstores is like a um, it's a store in uh, well, I think there's one in Brooklyn and one in New Jersey, but it's an independent bookstore that does a lot of supporting of romance. And yesterday I saw them advertise back to school survival kits. Like, yeah. so you can, yeah. So they have like a box you can order and uh -huh. it's like a book. Um, wait, did you guys not hear me? Yeah, I heard you. Keep going. Oh, okay. So it's a back to school survival kit. Um, they have four different boxes. One's for big kids, one's for little kids, one's for teachers and one's for parents. Ooh. And so there's like a book in there. There's things that make you laugh. There's like stress balls, like all different things. And it's, so it's $50, which is a little pricey, but if you have a friend or something or like another parent, that's a teacher like really struggling yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. or a teacher in your life. Um, so go to word bookstores and it's the word back to school survival kit. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you go to their, um, Instagram at word bookstores, it's in their links. So if, if you, you're having a hard time finding oh that's website. awesome yeah, yeah send me that link because really i i would definitely I love to give someone that that's really cool i actually um bought uh several books new books for my daughters uh when they went back to school it's kind of like they're hey we're back to school like here's all these fun new books and they um there was like a new um like a new dog man that came out yesterday. Yeah. And so I had pre-ordered it and it came in the mail and she was like so excited when she got home from school. She was like, this is fantastic. And I was like, God, I remember being a kid and being this jacked up about books, you know, the, bra the brawl of the wild. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like, it's like grime and punishment or something like that. I can't remember. Something, like like, that, it's yeah. something cute. But speaking of my kids real quick, I wanted to give you an update on uh, Hallie's drama. Oh, yeah. With uh, Cat Noir and Sonic the Hedgehog. So she told me the other night that they were having a prom. So that she had to get dressed. So when she got home from school, she went upstairs and she put on a ball gown. I, I shit you not. She put on this ball gown that we got in Disneyland like a couple years ago. Comes downstairs and she's like, I need you to do my hair. Prom's tonight. And I'm like, well, which one's your prom day? And she's like, it's drama. <gasps> <laughs> she took this. And I don't know how she comes up with this because I don't have dramatic relationship with my husband. I don't know where she's hearing this. But so she said it's drama. She said that 
I told Cat Noir that I wanted to go with Sonic the Hedgehog and he got really upset. He told me to break up with him and I wouldn't. And then she said that I told him I would take him to dinner after the prom. <laughs> she, said, she said, I told him I'd take him to dinner. I don't know why he's upset. <laughs> and I was just like, what? Have I said this out loud before? Like, what? Are, where is she getting this? Like, she got all dressed up, went upstairs, went to the prom with Sonic the Hedgehog. Why Cat Noir was blowing up her phone up here. So, like, what is it that she does? Is she just alone in her room and yeah. you don't, like, she's just doing make-believe? Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's I like, so great. It is great. Like, I, I think too. it's amazing. But at the same time, like, where does she get this? Oh where God. does this, like, soap opera mentality come from? And we had talked about soap hey, operas before we started recording. And we were like, we need to discuss that. No, we forgot. <laughs> did yeah. you... Did you have to make the dinner for them? Well, I made Did dinner that downstairs? night, but yeah. I mean, What does Cat Noir eat? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Well, he's like a regular person. He just, he's a superhero. He's a blonde, blue-eyed boy, and he dresses up as a Black Panther kind of, a black cat. He's Cat Noir. Yeah. So he does that as a, as a superhero. So, but I don't, I don't understand, like, like, you know, her need for this drama because she came in with her phone. She has a pretend phone, like a plastic one. And she came in the other day and she was like, you're going to need to talk to Sonic. He's upset. And I'm like, how am I involved in this? And so I'm on the phone. I'm like, mm-hmm. no, no, absolutely not. So I'm playing it up because I'm trying not to laugh because she's serious. So I'm trying to be serious and I'm, I'm playing it up. I'm like, absolutely. Not. You cannot live here. No, it's not happening. And I give the phone back and she's like, let me talk to him. And the, like puts the, puts the phone like this and it just walks out of the room. <laughs> like dramatic exit. Oh my God. I don't That's understand amazing. like where this comes from. I think it's amazing, but I'm just wondering like. I need an, I want another update next week. I'm just saying, like, I told you guys before, if she doesn't grow up and write romance, it's going to be a waste. She's going to write the kind of stuff that scares us. Like, it's going to be, <laughs> she's going to write love triangles and stuff, oh, and, and we're going to be like, oh, somebody has to read it for me. My husband and I have said since she was probably three years old, she's either going to, like, run a major corporation or she's going to be a cult leader. And one of those two things. Uh, it, that's, or both. That's, oh, God. Right? Eyes wide shut. Yes. Yeah. Did you see that Nexium whatever thing, documentaries on HBO right now? Uh-uh. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's that, like, you know, that, like, sex cult that all the people from One Tree Hill were in? Oh, what? I yes. know about it. Oh, yeah. The one that the girl got, the actress got in trouble yes. for recruiting people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. It's been a while since I heard about that. I know. So I'm, they have a documentary on HBO. It's coming out each week. I think there's like two or three episodes that are live right now. You can go watch about it. We're saving it until it's done. Oh, shit. Speaking of it, I know we're running long, but did you guys watch Action Park on HBO? Have no. you seen that? Do you know what that is, Tessa? Because you're you're not you didn't grow up near Jersey, but do you you live near there? Do I know what Action Park it? is. Yeah. Okay. I, my, so, my, I, my cousins go there all the time. Okay, so back in the day, Action Park, you can watch a documentary on HBO. It, the whole thing is just one long like movie, but it's about this theme park, and the guy that ran it was just dirty and shysty and didn't give a fuck about people and who got injured, and so he couldn't find an insurance company to insure his water park, so he created his own insurance company out of the Cayman Islands to insure himself, and he created these water slides. One of the first ones, it's like a water 
loop-de-loop. You go upside down in a tube. And they were testing it. And people came out like broken and beaten up and <gasps> cut up. And they were like, somebody lost some teeth in it. That's why everybody was like getting cut. Because somebody, they had lost, they had teeth like stuck to the top <gasps> of the tube. Yeah, it's like, it's, and they were talking about the people that were like drowned and somebody was electrocuted there and how they never shut down the park. And they were just like, it's fun at your own risk. Fuck it. Like, come and play if you want to. And they were talking about one of the jumps is like, there's like a 12 foot jump. And they were like, people were just jumping on top of people. And no, there was no lifeguards to tell them like, hey, stop, wait, move out of the way. And they were like, and you get up to the top and you get scared and you see all these people and they're like. Everybody from New Jersey's just like pussy, fucking yeah. pussy. Like jump. I was gonna say, none of this sounds New Jersey at all. <laughs> no. My cousins go to Action Park all the time. I mean, I know. I feel like people got away with, I mean, yeah. murder back then. Oh, like you just they had, can never. They interview people that were there on the that worked there, and they were talking about like fucking in the in one of like the boat houses or something, and the drugs, and they were just like nobody gave a. Fuck. It was like Wall Street, with, yeah. Uh, except there was a bunch of kids' lives. Yep, stage. that's what they were saying. They were like, you know, you weren't supposed to be able to work there unless you were however old. And there was like a fourteen-year-old that was supposed to be a lifeguard oh or some God. shit. And they were just like, it was just a free for all. But it's so good. Like I'm, I know I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna yeah. love it, but my stress level is gonna be. Oh, so- Oh my god! So it was so, we were. It. I know we were watching it, and my husband was like, "I looked over after we were done. I was like, you would one hundred percent go there if that was open right now." <laughs> I was like, "You'd go." He's like, "Fuck yeah, I'd ride every ride." And I was like, "I'd be the one like yelling at the people, but not doing any of it. I'm <laughs> just like, yeah, pussy, but like not <laughs> not participating at all." <laughs> uh, yeah, crazy. So if you haven't um, seen it, watch it. I, well, I okay. So I wanted to say what, like, two quick things, Leah. Go ahead. A lot of people emailed in um, to commiserate with you about um, having a hard time, like to actually see results with, with oh, your diet. Keto. Yeah, a I've got a, bu- I got a lot of messages too. Yeah, and so. I just want to say, like, I did it until the six week mark, and I weighed myself, and I had actually gained two pounds. And so I was like, you know what? We're going to stop doing this. So I took a week off and that's been this week. (laughs) So I haven't done it all week and I'm not giving up. This is, you know, I talked to LB about it and I'm not giving up. I said, this really did show me that I could go for five full weeks without sugar when I didn't think that was a possibility before. So although I did not see results like I wanted to, I did learn a lot about myself and my self-control and my my capabilities. And that really was empowering. But I also go to the doctor on the 17th and I'm going to talk to her and, and see what she says and maybe find a better plan that works for me because everyone kept telling me, to lose weight, you have to eat this amount of fat. Every single person that I talked to, they're like, it's an insane amount of fat, but you got to eat it. And I was like, no, I don't. So... And I and I understand the science behind it, and I understand why it works. But to eat that much fat, I felt gross when I tried to do it, and I just couldn't keep it up. So it's just that's not for me. And that's if it works for you, I think it's fucking great. And I really gave it my best shot, but it just was not for me. Yeah, so. I mean, not everything works for everybody. Everybody's different. Yeah, you know, I seen. Can't your doctor test you for what diet works best for your body? I don't know. They say different different things work for it's different true. people. It's definitely yeah. true. 
Yeah, for just, sure. You just try, maybe there's just something else that you can try, you know? I am. And that's what I said. Like, I'm not it. giving up. I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm taking a step back to punt. And this week I've just really like not monitored anything because I don't want the, I did it for, for, like I said, I did it for five weeks and I was just like, I need a break from this. I need to just take a step back. I'm probably going to gain back five pounds I lost in five weeks, but I don't care. Uh, it's gonna start nice ride. It was. <laughs> it showed me a lot about myself. Like it really did. No, I, feel... I mean the, the week off. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I had. Did you see my pic? Anybody see Instagram yesterday where it was like I had a picture of Cresley Cole's book that we're reading for the book club, and it was surrounded by Taco Bell, and I was like, my day's awesome. <laughs> so yeah. Um, okay, last thing is that I I like worship this couple and Mel, you're gonna know who this is. Um Patrick Mahomes and Brittany Matthews got engaged this week. Uh-huh. Who's that? So Patrick Mahomes Did they? I didn't say they got engaged. Yeah, so so <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs and they are oh, the Super Bowl okay. champions. Mm-hmm. And he is uh drop dead gorgeous. Like I think he's God, that makes me so I think happy. he's beautiful and he's been dating his girlfriend since high school. Oh and like here's the thing. Yeah. This is why I love this story. It's cause people are always giving him shit about his girlfriend that they they consider normalish looking yeah. yeah she's like I, look look she's gorgeous but yeah. he's, he's I think got like a 500 too. million dollar 500 million dollar contract or something and so people are like yeah. well he's gonna trade up now yeah but and so it was the ring ceremony for the super bowl rings and uh-huh. that's where he proposed to her he gave her her own ring ceremony at his super bowl Shut ring up! ceremony i just got no. He oh created God, like walls of flowers. He did <sighs> flower walkways, a giant like "Will you marry me?" in all roses. Please on the wall. link to that. I'm gonna need that link too. Please share oh. that in the group chat. I'm gonna need that to see that. And uh, she's been standing by him, uh, you know, through ups and downs since Forever. high school, before he was five hundred million dollars richer. Aww. And it just made me so happy for someone for that to be recognized. And um, she's obvious. She's like a, she's like a badass. Like she screams on the sidelines. She's like really into it. She has. I love her. She has. She's always there. She's always running at him and cheering Aww. and jumping in his arms. And they've just been in love. Forever, it's adorable as shit. So this is a good thing. I'm happy for that. I get mad when I see other girls like trying to like. Oh, I'm having a punch. Yeah, look, we are. I'm on Britney's. Like, we're the Britney gang. Like, anybody tries to mess with, yeah, Patrick. No, it's not yeah. happening. Okay. Um, well, okay. We're all team Britney now. I like it. So here is the second half of Fantasy with a Felon by QB Tyler, and we'll talk to you guys on the on the other side. Bye. 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 Chapter 3 Camilla I hear the door behind me open and I immediately shoot around to see Asher walking through the room in a familiar orange jumpsuit with cuffs on his wrists. He sits across from me and gives me a small smile and I'm speechless at the way he's looking at me, especially after the correspondence we've had over the past few weeks. I stare at him with my mouth ajar. Miss Larson. He smiles and my heart flutters just as it always does. Asher. Mr. Woods. God, you are so hot. I say without thinking. He smirks at me and I shake my head. I mean, how are you today? Better now that you're here. Mm, I moan. 
I honestly can't remember what I've said or done the last 30 seconds as I have no control over my mouth or brain. My pussy is in charge and she's begging for the snack in front of me. Did you say something? I'm sorry, is it hot in here? I tie my hair up in a high ponytail, revealing my neck and Asher's eyes darken. What did you think of my note, Miss Larson? It was informative. He raises an eyebrow at me. Did you agree? Wholeheartedly, did you enjoy the letter? Very much. He leans back and looks me over as if he's trying to figure out what I meant by that. How? I clear my throat. I touched myself as I read it. Read it to me. Wh what? He leans back in his chair. Read me the letter and tell me what you did. Line by line. You're kidding. Nope. I don't think I remember. Do your best. He smirks. I pull the letters from my bag. Which one? The second one. With shaky fingers, although I doubt they are due to nerves, I unfold the paper. I look up at him and smile. Blue eyes. I couldn't sleep last night because every time I closed my eyes, I pictured your face. And when my eyes dropped a little lower, I noticed you were wearing the blue sweater, the one that matched your eyes and showed a hint of cleavage. Cleavage that I wanted to submerge my face in the whole time you were here. I look up from the paper. I touched my nipple. I closed my eyes and pretended they were your hands touching me, your lips wrapping around the supple skin. He licks his lips. Go on. I think I've spent the better part of the past two weeks picturing you naked, my mouth exploring every inch of your body. I imagine your pussy tastes like heaven or magic, something that can't be described. You just know it when you feel it. I slide my chair back so that he can see me. I prop my legs up on the chair and open my legs, giving him a view of my pussy as I pull my panties to the side. I touched my pussy, imagined it was your fingers exploring my folds, rubbing my clit, sliding your thick middle finger into my wet channel. He makes fists of both of his hands and puts them to his mouth and bites down on both. Can you fuck me now? Keep going, he grits out. And then I slide through your folds, your moisture coating my cock with every inch, you are tight, wet, hot, gorgeous. Your nails find my back because it's too much, but you want more. You always want more from me. You will always want more from me. I've told you this before, but I am going to ruin you, Camilla. Once I have a taste of you, you belong to me. I moan as I begin to rub myself harder. My eyes flutter closed for a moment when I hear the skid of a chair across the floor. I open my eyes to see Asher moving past the table and lowering himself to his knees in front of me. I want a closer look, 
His voice is hoarse and makes my clit pulse. He sounds like raw sex. I remove my hand from my pussy just to slide my underwear off and to pull my sundress over my head, leaving me completely naked on the metal chair. Instead of putting them back on the chair, I slide both legs over his shoulders. I'm tired of reading. I breathe out. I want to kiss. He smiles before kissing my inner thigh and sliding my legs off of him. He lies on the hard floor and raises his arms above his head, just like how I'd always fantasized. You can't touch me. Whatever you say, Miss Larson. I move towards him and straddle his face, towards his body. I'm in the process of lowering myself slowly when he reaches up and submerges his face in my pussy, taking a slow lick up and down my slit. Fuck. I cry out as he lets my sex go with a loud pop. Bring that sexy body lower. Drown me in your cum blue eyes. Fuck, fuck, fuck. This man is certainly taking dirty talk and this fantasy to another level. I move lower, and I feel his tongue moving in and out of me quickly, just like he would fuck me with his cock, swirling his tongue all around my vaginal walls before pulling out. Bend over slightly so I can reach your clit. I do as I'm told and feel the tip of his tongue grazing the engorged flesh that may have me coming in seconds. Asher, I'm going to come, I moan. I hear him slurping and sucking everything my body offers him, and when I look down between my legs, I see my essence running down his neck. I really am drowning him. Come, angel, you're so close, I know you are. I begin to rock slowly against his face as the orgasm is at the tip of my tongue, and his as well. Yes, God, yes, I'm there. Oh my God. I scream as it feels like my body splinters into hundreds of pieces. I drop immediately, my face just shy of his cock. And I place my hand on his cock and I feel a hand tugging my hair. Don't even think about it. I'm about to explode. I need to be inside of you. From behind, pull my hair. I pull it into a ponytail so it'll be easier to grab given that he's in cuffs. My kinky girl. Yours. I mouth at him. There's a soft mat in the corner that I didn't see at first. I bring it over and put it under us so as to not have the same issue with being on my knees on the floor. Miss Larson, you taste every bit as juicy as I thought you would. I can already tell I will need more. I help him slide his pants down, and he slides into my pussy, pushing in as far as he can and pushing me forward with each thrust. I want to come inside of you. I want to see my cum seeping out of you. I want to fuck you and send you off for the day full of my cum inside of you. I need my cum in your pussy, Camilla. I'm about to respond to his sinful words when my eyes fly open and I turn my head into my pillow in frustration and let out a scream when I realize it was just a dream. 
Barry. Good fucking dream. Chapter 4 Asher April 23rd I thought I was going to be hauled into court immediately from the room in which they got me ready, but I'm being summoned into a small room two hours before my hearing. A smile finds my face when Camilla enters the room, but it immediately falls when I see at least four people coming in behind her. I recognize the other two as well from other meetings we've had in the past week, but to be honest, I only listened to what Camilla had to say. She's the smartest of the whole team, and I know above all else, she has my back. Or at least she wants to see me out of here. The fourth is the lawyer that they hired to handle this. I'd known my lawyers were incompetent, and so did the entire team. So she'd reached out to one that they'd used before. Hi. She speaks up first, despite the fact that I know one is her advisor and another is the head of the whole project. You clean up nice, Mr. Woods. She smiles, and I see the look that the other two men give her. Fix your fucking faces. Mr. Woods, so we've been over this a few times. Do we need to again? The lawyer asks. I have two advanced degrees. I think I'm good. I nod and Camilla giggles. Her advisor shoots her a look and she snaps her lips shut. Don't let them scare you, blue eyes. Your claws are sharper. Well, you've got about an hour, but we thought you'd like some normal food. My mind drifts back to a conversation I had with Camilla a few weeks back. What are you going to eat first when you get out of here? I sit back in my chair, letting my mind wander when it hits me. Probably a steak from the steakhouse near where I used to work. The cuts are so tender. God, what I wouldn't give for one. She cocks her head. What's your favorite kind of steak? The cut, I mean. Filet, obviously. I'm brought back into the here and now by a familiar smell and a bag in front of me. Camilla, let's leave him. One of them tells her, and I want to yell at him to mind his own fucking business. But I figure now isn't the time. She shoots me a wink and a small wave as she's the last one out of the room, leaving me with a filet steak from that steakhouse on Burrow Avenue. I think I'm in love. About a half hour later, I see her face peeking through the small window, like a small child would if they weren't tall enough to see. And then she's inside with me, alone, finally. You're an angel, I tell her. Well, I already knew that, but thank you. I didn't know I got celebratory meals before there was anything to celebrate. Yeah, my advisor gave me shit about it, but they know I like you, probably more than I should. And that's okay. Crushes are harmless. I wasn't in here having conjugal visits with you, it's fine. She waves her hand and I wonder if she's feeling the same type of reaction to the words conjugal visit. I'm scared, I tell her, and I hate that I feel this weak. I'm used to being this tough guy, never showing my hand, my feelings, and this girl makes that all go to hell. 
She sits down across from me and puts her hand in mine. It's going to be fine. And if it's not, she sighs. Then I'll visit you once a week for the next two years until your next parole hearing. None of this would be happening if it weren't for you. I owe you so much. Everything. No, you don't. An orgasm or two at least. I joke. A pathetic attempt to break the tension. But she smiles a smile that would make an atheist believe in God. God, I hope more than two. She quips and I laugh out loud. Don't be nervous. Will I get to see you afterwards either way? Rain or shine? I nod, understanding what she means. I have to go, though. They're probably looking for me. Thank you, Camilla, for everything. Thank me after, over dinner and... She bites her bottom lip and gives me a smile before she sashays out of the room, swaying her hips a little bit extra for my benefit. It's all white noise. A dull roar as soon as the judge bangs the gavel. I don't hear anything. I turn around and Daniela is immediately off her feet and jumping up and down. My mother, also on her feet, has tears streaming down her face. I feel a hand on my shoulder belonging to my lawyer, and I look at him, followed by the four people sitting next to them, including Miss Larson, my real dream team. I watch as the judge gets up and moves towards his chambers, and I still feel like I can't hear anything when Daniela bolts for me. Oh my God, oh my God, she cries as she hugs me tightly. I love you, I love you, I love you. She lets me go for a second to hug my lawyer. And I love you, all of you, thank you. She turns back to me. You're free, you are out of here. She holds on to me so tight, and then I feel my mother's hand on my arm. She doesn't say anything for a brief moment before I feel her arms encircle both me and my sister, rubbing our backs as I hear the sobs leave her. I am so sorry, she cries. I, mom, Daniela tells her, not now. She nods, we'll talk. She dabs her eye with a tissue that is always up her sleeve. The press is a circus outside. One of the guys I believe whose name is Michael says, as he comes from outside of the small courtroom. My eyes find Camilla's finally, and she's smiling. Tears in her eyes as I pull my sister off of me. One sec. I move toward her, and her eyes dart to her colleagues and her advisors before back to me. I hope she can read what my eyes are telling her. I don't give a fuck about them. I want you. Mr. Woods, congratulations. She smiles as she puts out her hand, and I raise an eyebrow at her, as I wonder if it's slathered in her cum like it's been on more than one occasion. She shakes her head as if she can read my mind, and I grasp her hand. Miss Larson. I pull her hand a little closer towards me, and before she can protest, I have her wrapped in my arms, hugging her tightly. Thank you. 
I take a moment to smell her hair, submerging my face in the coconut-flavored mass of curls that's been taunting me since the day I first saw her. You have no idea what you mean to me, Camilla. I whisper before I let her go. I'm quite surprised our show doesn't attract an audience, because I don't see anyone looking at us in my periphery. We'll be in touch, Miss Larson. I squeeze her hand one final time before I let my lawyer and her advisor whisk me towards the exit. I look back at her one final time, and then the doors open to a million flashes and reporters screaming my name. Camilla. It's been one week since Asher Wood's parole hearing. One week since the hearing that changed everything. One week since Asher was set free and is no longer in prison. One week since I've seen him. The thought has always been in the back of my mind, that once he was free, I would never speak to him again. The fantasies that we indulged in were just that, mere fantasies. Ones that had no place outside of the prison. They were what Asher needed to stay focused, to keep going to push forward to April 23rd. He needed incentives to stay strong, and I was happy to provide that. Still, I held on to hope that he'd make good on his promise, to fuck me. I stare at the note on my dresser, just as I do every morning with a longing that I didn't know was possible. I miss him. I begin to rub the lotion into my freshly showered body. Only a towel covers my torso, matching the one woven through my hair when I hear a knock at the door. I poke my head out of the bathroom towards the stairs. Mel? I call for my roommate as I turn my head towards her door. I thought she was gone for the day. Something about a bar crawl. I drop the towel to the ground and throw on my fluffy robe that is much more appropriate for answering the door. I move down the stairs just as I hear another knock. I open the door, the wind almost knocked out of me when I see him standing at my door, looking even more delicious than a week earlier. His beard is gone, as if he'd shaved it a few days ago, and the stubble he's sporting is unbelievably sexy. His hair seems like it's been cut to a more appropriate length as only a bit of it peeks out beneath a hat he has pulled low over his eyes. He is wearing a black leather jacket over a gray shirt and dark denim jeans. No more orange. I finally make it to his eyes, and they are shooting daggers at me. What did I do? I realize I should probably say something, so I go with the only thing I can think of. Asher? You didn't even fucking look. I could have been anyone. He walks by me as if he doesn't need an invitation to enter as I close the door behind him. It's a good neighborhood, and it's 10 in the morning, I tell him. Speaking of, haven't you heard that it's not polite to show up unannounced at someone's home before noon? Lose your manners in prison? I snip, and I have no idea where it came from. Shut up, Camilla. If he showed up at four in the morning, you'd let him in. 
He takes a minute to look around my living room before turning back to me. Don't get smart with me. My hands are free. I'm not afraid of you. And I'm not. But should I be? Was my smart mouth and our flirty banter fueled by the fact that his arms were always restrained? Ex-cons are notorious for developing a temper in prison. The smallest thing can set them off. Asher would never hurt me. You don't even know him. He stalks towards me as I continue this argument with myself. And I try to stand my ground, but my feet move backward on their own accord until I'm pressed against my door. You should be. He looks me over, his hands finding my neck and slipping upwards to my face. I feel his breath on my skin, and I just know he's going to kiss me. Finally. Instead, I feel pressure on my windpipe, strong hands pressing on my throat. I want to be afraid. The rational part of my brain is telling me to knee him in the groin and push him off of me and run. But the irrational part, the larger part, the erotic part, is telling me to push against his hands and allow him to push harder. Do not open this door again without looking. He tells me as he lets go of my throat. How will you know? I peep out, my voice strained from having my throat partially closed off. I will know. He lets go of my face and I almost stamp my foot in response and demand that he kiss me so we can end this little cat and mouse game once and for all. How do you know where I live? I watch as he fingers a few of my pictures that are sitting on the mantle. He picks one of them up and stares at the picture. I know which one, my graduation from undergrad. You had blonde hair? Uh, yeah, once upon a time. I like the brown, it suits you. Are you going to answer my question? No, because it's insulting. You think I can't figure out where you live? Legally? He raises an eyebrow at me and I raise one back. Asher, you're on thin ice right now. It's called probation. Haven't you ever heard of a little thing called the revolving door? That's not an urban myth. There's a reason why just released convicts find themselves back in prison. I snap my fingers, like that. I have my ways. Would you like some coffee or something? I roll my eyes and move into the kitchen knowing that I'll need strength to deal with this man when I feel him behind me, pressing me against the counter. Don't roll your eyes at me. I feel him pressing against my back. So many empty threats, Asher Woods. I shake my head and I feel the top of my towel rubbing against what must be his chin as he towers over me. I see his hands come into view and press on the counter, boxing me in completely, and then I feel his lips at my ear, and his teeth gently nibbling it, and my knees go weak. They aren't empty. I'm about to ask him what he means, to elaborate, to say something that clearly states where we stand, but he continues. 
leaving my personal space and standing next to me, leaning against my refrigerator as I press the button to start my Keurig. So, this dinner, he starts. I fully intended to make good on that promise, but you neglected to tell me that I wouldn't be allowed out after 5 p.m. I literally turn into a pumpkin. I giggle at his fairy tale reference. It's only for six months. And I'm supposed to stay away from you for six months? My face turns to his as I feel the breath leaving my body in a gust. I'm still in a bathrobe and I swear I can feel the moisture trickling down my thigh. The paps have been sitting outside of my house all week. You think I didn't want to be here a week ago? I didn't think you'd want me to be photographed showing up at your house. He did want to see me. Good thing I didn't just turn up at his house, though. I think they've given up for now, he continues. All I've done is go to the DMV in my sister's house. He groans. The DMV is truly hell. You know, for a man that just got out of prison, that is a very strong statement. The coffee finishes pouring and I look up at him. Coffee? He shakes his head slowly back and forth. That's not what I want right now. I see it in his eyes. You, Camilla, he wants you. Well, what do you want? I ask shyly. He eyes me, his gaze raking from my feet to my eyes and then further upwards, reminding me that my wet hair is still up in a towel. Pancakes. Pancakes, I chuckle. Well, unfortunately, this is not an IHOP. He chuckles as two fingers move through the air and land on the exposed skin around my chest. He traces the skin before moving further downward, touching my breastbone. Should we order something in then? I assume you probably don't want to be seen in public with me right now. I frown hearing him talk that way about himself. He's a free man, free to do or date whoever he wants. Is that what you want now, Camilla? For him to date you? I suppose I can make some pancakes. He smiles and steps away from me, allowing me to take my first deep breath since he entered my home. Go put some clothes on. Not what I wanted to hear. I frown and then I feel his fingers under my chin, now. An hour, a breakfast of pancakes, bacon, and eggs later, and Asher and I are sitting at my dining room table, playing what seems to be an aggressive game of footsie under the table. It started innocently enough. My foot grazed his leg. I turned bright red and apologized until a smirk found his face and I found myself grazing it more intentionally. Here it was an hour later, and my feet have found their way into his lap as we sit and talk, sort of. We're mostly making eyes at each other. Do you have any plans for the day? He asks over his glass of orange juice. It's Saturday and Mel isn't home. Normally, I'd be spending it on my couch watching television or curled up in bed with a book. But it's the end of the semester and term papers are due. 
I have a paper due Tuesday, so I was going to go to the library in a bit. He nods. Well, I would hate to interfere with your education. It's on you, I tell him. My paper, I mean. Is that so? What about me? The whole process? Everything? What made me choose your case, I guess. Choose? Yes, I nod. All of the second years present a proposal to the third years on the potential project of the year. You picked me. I picked you. You going to tell me why? You know why. He nods again. Does anyone know about you? You do. That's it. Not your parents or a friend, counselor, anyone? I shake my head. No. He runs his tongue over his teeth and leans back in his chair. I'm sorry it happened to you. I don't say anything because I don't know what to say. My heart is hammering, and I feel the dull ache between my thighs beginning to sharpen again as I see the look he's giving me. Come. The one word sets my whole body on fire, and I'm out of my chair without hesitation. I stand before him, unsure of what to do when he pulls me into his lap, to straddle him and his hands move up my thighs. I'm wearing leggings, as my house does get somewhat drafty and a loose-fitting tank top that I wear to yoga. It shows only a hint of cleavage, although I know it's a bit torturous for him, as it's probably the most amount of skin he's seen in the flesh. Unless... Have you been with anyone since you've been out? I don't know what possesses me to ask the question. It's like there has been a brain-to-mouth malfunction. His eyebrows raise and his hands find his mouth as he looks over me. What if I said yes? Told you I needed something to take the edge off so that I had a chance of lasting longer than five seconds once I got inside this pretty graduate student that I'm going to fuck. He's going to fuck me. Finally, some goddamn confirmation. I shake my head as I circle back to the first part of his statement. He fucked someone else? Did you? He chuckles and brings my hands through his mouth, rubbing his lips over them gently. No, blue eyes. Did you bring condoms? No. He says simply, and my eyes widen. Well, that's awfully presumptuous of you to think I just have them on hand. He smiles. It pleases me that you don't have them on hand. It means no one is touching you. He growls. At least I hope. I'm sure my roommate has some. Mel definitely does, and I know where to find them. He lifts me gently to pull a piece of paper out of his back pocket and hands it to me. The folded piece of paper sits between his fingertips, and I pull it to me slowly and unfold it. My eyes flit to his and then back to the paper. You're free from all sexually transmitted infections and diseases. It is a part of my release from prison process. I thought you might like to know. I don't have 
I want to feel every inch of you, Camilla. He tells me, and I let out a breath, knowing that what I'm about to tell him is going to put the kibosh on this whole seduction scene. I'm not on the pill, I tell him simply, and his hands that have been slowly inching between my legs stop. His eyes rake over me salaciously, as if he has some master plan that I'm not a part of. So? Despite the spike in my heart rate, I shake my head. Why am I so turned on at the idea of carrying this man's child? Camilla, snap out of it. Get off his lap. His cock is pressing upwards, nestled perfectly between your legs, and it's clearly fucking with your brain. So? I finally squeak out. Fine. I suppose knocking you up wouldn't be ideal. Get yourself on the pill because this is not a one-time thing. And if I just want a one-time thing? He shifts in his seat and the hardness of his jeans bumps my clit through my leggings. Fuck. The whimper escapes my lips and I try to mask it by clearing my throat. But he knows. Is that what you want? I'm not sure what I want. His hand reaches up and grabs my jaw gently, rubbing his thumb back and forth over my lips. And I wish to God his thumb was running over a different set of lips. I think once I have a taste, I won't ever want to stop. And you'll be powerless in my quest in taking you when I want. It sounds dark, dangerous, sinful. I want it. I don't think I'll ever want to stop you, I say softly, his thumb pushing gently inside my mouth. He presses the pad of his thumb over my teeth, and I bite down gently before I close my mouth around his finger, sucking him slowly, letting my tongue trace his finger. He licks his lips, letting an inaudible fuck fall from them, and then I feel him moving coming closer to me. His finger moves from my mouth and it's replaced with his tongue. It all happens so fast that it takes a moment to register that his lips are on mine. Fuck, I'm kissing him, fucking finally. He groans into my mouth as our tongues find a steady rhythm. One lick, two licks, three licks, bite. I moan, feeling my lip between his teeth. He lets it go and runs his tongue over the place where his teeth have trapped my slick skin. I told you I was going to bite this lip. My eyes flutter open, hearing his words. And when I open them, his eyes are staring at me as if he's trying to memorize every inch of my face. My lip finds its way between my teeth and he smiles. Should you raid your roommate's stash? I blink a few times as I contemplate the words before I spit them out. Don't come inside me. He smiles. For now. I don't know what I had in mind for my first time with Asher. My first time in months, to be honest. But I certainly never pictured it on my fucking table, 
as leftover syrup made its way into my freshly washed hair. The second the word now left his lips, he pushed me hard onto the table and ripped my leggings off. Which is how we ended up here, me lying flat on my back, my legs wrapped around Asher's face as he eats me like the starving man he said he was. My hands find his hair, and I dig my nails into his scalp. I'm seconds from letting go when he stops suddenly. I feel air hitting my pussy that previously had his mouth all over it, and I groan at the loss of contact. I look up, my eyes taking a second to focus as he sits back in his chair. He pulls me to the end of the table again, before flipping me on all fours on the table and sinks his teeth into the flesh of my ass. I yelp, as it hurts a bit more than I thought it would when he told me he wanted to bite me. But then I feel his tongue soothing the skin, and then lower, stroking my clit with his tongue. Oh God. I feel my eyes getting heavier with each lick, and soon they flutter completely shut as he continues to fuck me with his mouth. He pulls away for a second, and I cry out at how close I was when I feel the wetness between my cheeks, and then his finger spreading the moisture from his spit around my asshole. You are so fucking beautiful, he murmurs. My God, I've wanted this for so long. He continues to eat me for I don't know how long until I feel myself coming hard. Fuck, you fucking squirt. I hear mumbled from behind me, and when I turn around, I see his face covered with the evidence of my orgasm. Shit, I whimper, suddenly embarrassed as I am still on display for him. Let me get you a towel. I try to move, and sure enough, I feel his hand on my back. Stop moving. I turn to look at him, and it's true. His face is glistening with my arousal from his nose down. Jesus Christ. I close my eyes tightly, trying to commit the visual to memory when I'm being pulled back into his lab. I try to clench to keep my juices from leaking out onto him, but it all goes to hell when I feel his lips on mine again. The taste of my pussy mixed with the pancakes he'd eaten, creating a sensual taste. You taste sweeter than the syrup. He groans into my mouth. I rub my fingers down his jaw, feeling the wet substance of my arousal underneath my tips. I think, I think I need another shower. I think I need one too, he agrees. The idea of the shower is quickly forgotten as soon as I remember Mel's massive tub in her bathroom. I don't even think before I pull him in there with me and close the door. I'm still naked from the waist down and he's fully clothed. His clothes have to go. I turn the water on and watch as the water begins to rise amongst the jasmine-scented bubbles. What happened to the shower? Are you trying to romance me, Miss Larson? I turn away from the tub to face him, and I don't miss the way his eyes immediately find my pussy, as if they're trained to do so. 
I push him against the door. I can't fuck you the way I need to in a shower. You're too tall. I'm too short. My shower is small, and I'm not trying to break my neck. Your call. Besides Mel, my roommate has the huge tub where I can fuck you properly. Retractable showerhead, he says as he looks behind me. We can do something with that. I smile devilishly, knowing that my pussy is going to be thoroughly taken care of after my visit to this bathtub as I pull my tank over my head, leaving me only in a bra. I take a step forward, my fingertips playing with the button of his jeans. Can I undress you? He nods, a smile in his eyes and playing on his lips as I pop the button and slide his jeans down his body allowing him to step out of them. I'm on my knees, in front of him, his dick hard underneath his briefs. I drag my hands up his legs, careful not to touch his dick as I stand. I slide his jacket off and tug on his shirt, indicating I'd like it off, and he obliges, leaving him in just his briefs. Wow. His nostrils flare slightly as his hands reach out and rip the bra down the center with his bare hands. I frown when I see what he did to my favorite bra, but the feeling quickly dissipates when I feel his lips wrapping around my nipple. He suckles hard, before biting down, my nipple trapped between his teeth. I feel a pinch and I whimper as he lifts me off the ground and my legs immediately move to go around him. Holy fucking shit, I am going to destroy you, he says against my neck, his teeth finding the skin. Destroy me. I close my eyes as I feel his lips and tongue everywhere. Arms around my neck. I do, and within seconds his briefs are down his legs and his cock. What I had spent the last six months fantasizing about is finally on display for me. My mouth drops open as he holds it at the base, teasing me once, twice, three times, tapping my clit with it. This is going to be fast and hard, faster and harder. I tell him as if to say, give me everything and then some. Fuck, he growls. You're going to be the death of me. You'll be the life of me. I'm faintly aware that somewhere behind Asher, the tub begins to fill. And I hope that we aren't near the rim because there's no way I'll be able to stop once he slides in. I won't come inside of you. Come on me. I move my hips towards his cock, allowing him to push slightly inside. Immediately, something snaps inside of me. Mark me, own me. The words leave my lips in a whisper. He pushes inside of me in one fluid motion. The angle he's at allows him to get deeper than anyone has before. I hold on to him tight, my arms around his neck and my legs around his hips as he begins to plow me hard against the door. Jesus Christ, you're tight. His hand grips my jaw hard as his teeth nip at the skin. Tell me who you belong to. No question, 
You. Tell me why you want me so bad. I whimper in response. Tell me. My body burns with his invasion. I've never been fucked so raw, so hard. I feel like my skin is actually on fire. Because you're hot. He snickers into my ear. Try again, blue eyes. Tell me why I was so special. No. Yes. One hand digging into my ass as his other finds my hair, pulling hard as he fucks me harder with every stroke. Every push making me wonder if he's going to come out through my throat. His eyes are focused on me, burning into mine. Tell me, angel. He whispers, and the orgasm hits me hard out of nowhere. His gentle words amongst the hard thrusts he's inflicting pushes me over the edge. He pulls out of me after letting me ride my orgasm out. Don't say a word. He orders me before pulling out of me but keeping me tight in his arms. He cuts off the water that is dangerously close to overflowing before he carries me out of the bathroom, through Mel's room and into mine. He slams the door closed with his foot and pushes me onto the bed, his large body covering mine. His eyes are wild, his skin has a thin layer of sweat, and I can still smell myself on him. He slides into me again without another word, pushing harder and harder into me as his strokes become more frantic. His fingertips grip my hips hard. You changed my fucking life, Camilla. Tell me why. I feel him at the edge of his orgasm. I can tell by the way his movements have become jagged, irregular, and rough. He's close, very close. Is he waiting for me to say the words? You know why, say it. I close my eyes hating myself for speaking the words to this man that very well may not want anything to do with me once he comes. Because I need you to protect me. Guard me with your life so nothing ever happens to me again. Because I need you. My eyes are still closed when I feel him leave me with a roar so intense and raw it shakes me to my core. I will always protect you. I open my eyes just in time to feel his hot cum covering every inch of me. I look up at his hooded gaze as the liquid drips from his penis onto my breasts, my stomach, my thighs, even a few drops against my pussy, which I feel him wipe away with a part of my sheet. I look down and then up at him as the last of his cum leaves him, and then I'm in his arms again. Fuck. He whispers against my lips as he attacks them with a bruising kiss. I lied. I would kill for you. This has been Fantasy with a Felon by QB Tyler. Read for you by Kelsey Navarro. Hey, lady listeners, we're back. 
Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Um, Thank okay. you, QB man, for that awesome, uh, for awesome uh, felony book this week. <laughs> yes, thank you so much, Miss Tyler. We loved yes. it. Please go get Love Unexpected by QB Tyler. It's her new release. It's on Kindle Unlimited. She's got a bunch of really awesome, sexy books on there that you want to go mm-hmm. check out. And she's giving away a signed paperback on readmeromance.com. So go enter to win. And we're going to come back next week with Jane Henry. Yes. Yes. Uh, Mountain Man book, I do believe. Is that correct? Yes, I believe okay. so. I think so. I don't so remember. We all know. <laughs> we're the target audience for that. So. It's okay. So. We just run it. It's no big deal. We just run the podcast. <laughs> oh, I do want to say real quick, I, I, I know I briefly said it before the audiobook, but we do have a book club. I know um, a lot of people ask us about how to do it. And, you know, the three of us tried to figure out our schedules for, you know, the past two years and it just didn't happen. So I decided to um, just do it on YouTube. It would just be its own separate thing just to try to um, just keep the book discussion going, even away from the podcast. So, if you look, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can see the video I have posted that describes on how to do it, how to join, where to go. Go to our Read Me Romance Facebook group headquarters. That's where I'm going to announce the book of the month and how to be on the video chat and how to participate in the in just a discussion on the book that month. So be sure to do it and get on it and have fun with it. All right, uh, Leah, tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye. Bye. Read me romance, read, read me romance.